On today's show, we're going to talk about three things that the top 10% of companies do to improve their product or service. Now, there are three major principles that the top 10% of companies implement, and today we're going to hear what those things are from our good friend, Mr. Rob Schallenberger. Take it away, Rob. Hello to my friends at EGIA. My name is Rob Schallenberger, CEO of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. And it's a big deal you're here. We're going to take just a few minutes to talk about a principle that you see in the top 10% of companies over and over again. And especially people who are associated with EGIA. You know, throughout the energy industry, no matter what you're doing, what we're about to share is what will make the difference between a mediocre company and a top 10%er, a disruptor one who is the very best in class in their particular city, county, and even state. And I'm talking about innovating through imagination. In other words, how do you create new solutions, new ideas, better ways to serve your customer, you know, a way to improve your, your service or product. This is what innovators do, and it's how they figure out to be among the best in their particular industry. So I'm going to walk through three ways to really fire up our imagination and create new ideas on how we can do things better. You know, whether it's the customer experience, increasing profitability, improving technician efficiency, whatever it is. Now to help us, before we jump into there, I always love to look at the mindset of people who have been there and done that. People who have led and charged out in front of us, led the way. So if you look on the screen, you're gonna see three of those people. Nelson Mandela, who ended apartheid in South Africa. He said, it always seems impossible until it's done. It's kind of like watching Shark Tank. If you've ever watched Shark Tank, how many times have you ever said, oh man, what a great idea. How come I didn't think of that? <laughs> Innovation through imagination, right? All right, the next person you see on the screen is Walt Disney. Look at how he approached this. It's kind of fun to do the impossible. And that is exactly what he did over and over again in his life. And this third person who we can all relate to here is Albert Einstein. And he said that genius is 99% perspiration and only 1% inspiration. In other words, yeah, I mean, we're, we're born with different gifts, right? I think we all acknowledge that. Some of us may be a little more creative than others, but the truth is, to Albert Einstein's point, that this is a work thing. You know, it's not just this natural gift where ideas just flow from heaven all the time. If you're lucky, maybe that may be the case once in a while, but for even him, it was a work thing. And so that's why these three ways that I'm about to share can be so impactful in opening up the floodgates of our imagination, in finding ideas like Walt Disney said, where others don't see them. And here's what, here's what I mean by this. How many times have you bought a present or you've seen this happen where someone bought a present for a little kid and what did they do? They took the toy out of the box and what were they doing? They're playing with the box. <laughs> Why? It's because their imaginations were alive and well. They didn't have any constraints yet at that age. Somewhere along the way, most of us have gone through this boxing in experience where we're kind of boxed in as to what we think is possible versus not possible. And that's why these three ideas that I'm about to share with you will help us break out of that box and really unleash our imagination. So here's the first one. We call this mind mapping. Now, some of you may have heard of this somewhere before in your life. Maybe you've done it once or twice before, or maybe you've done it quite a bit. In most groups that we work with, when I ask them how many people have ever done mind mapping, about 30% of hands will go up. And when I ask how many people have done a mind map this year, usually only about two out of 100 hands will go up. So it's something that's not done often. And I'll admit, I don't do it very often. But if there's an important thing that we need to come up with ideas for, this is a great way to tap into the brain and generate new and better ideas. 
So here's how we do it. It's actually really simple. And I invite you maybe even to consider trying this right now. You take out a piece of paper and you write the issue that you want to mind map in the center of the page. Now, if you want to do this as a team, you can do this on a whiteboard as well. You write the idea in the center of the page or the, on the board and you start from there and you just let your mind go with no constraints. There's an idea and there's an idea from that idea. And then there's an idea from that idea. Okay, now let's go this way. How about over here? You know, I did this with my, at the time he was 16 years old, my son. Uh, it was kind of a challenging time and I'm trying to work out our relationship. And I woke up one Saturday morning at 6.30 in the morning, everyone's still asleep. And I was thinking about my son and my relationship with him. And I thought, Rob, why don't you do a little mind map? Why don't you come up with some ideas? Because up to that point, I kind of hit that proverbial writer's block. I'm thinking, what else can I do? And that's the perfect time for mind mapping. And so that's exactly what I did. I got a piece of paper out and I don't think I spent probably more than seven or eight minutes on it. it. It can be pretty fast. And it was amazing, the ideas that I came up with. It's like, you know, incentive trip, you know, trip together if he does these things. It just, it was a flood of ideas. And at the end of mind mapping, what you can do is circle or highlight the two or three best ideas and take those and actually put them into practice. It's such a great way to stimulate the mind. Now, what you see on the screen are some other ways to do this. You know, there's some different looks at how you can mind map. You can see Leonardo da Vinci's in the bottom right-hand corner. Look at his mind map. <laughs> isn't that impressive? Pretty amazing, isn't it? Let me give you one more example of this and how powerful this can be, and especially doing this as a team. So there was an organization that went through our Becoming Your Best training, and one of the things they came up with is a new vision that they wanted to deliver smoke and hot service. And so the vision was, we deliver smoke and hot service. Well, up to that point, the truth was they weren't. They weren't doing that. And so they got the team together, just a handful of them, into a room. They put smoke and hot service in the middle. And then they started doing this mind map as a team and they started branching out. And they just had all these different ideas on how they could deliver smoke and hot service. And it was awesome because they came up with several ideas that they hadn't thought of previously and they actually implemented them. Six months later, they won a national award for best in class service. Now, do you think that happened by accident? Of course not. That was something that was very intentional on their part. First, they developed the vision. Then they sat down and mind mapped new ideas that they hadn't generated before. In other words, they tapped into their imagination. They innovated new ideas. They put them into practice and they won a new award that they had never ever dreamt of winning before. So that's the power in mind mapping. The second is a close cousin to mind mapping. And we call this brainstorming. And the only difference is that I think with brainstorming, you can make it a more formal process. So if there's a big issue that you're dealing with, like how do we improve, uh, you know, technician timing. If technicians are constantly showing up late to appointments, that's a big deal. That will reflect on the customer experience. That will reflect on Google reviews. That will reflect on a lot of different areas of your business. So that would be a great area to sit down and brainstorm. All right, how do we improve technician scheduling so that they're showing up on time or ahead of schedule? Or how about like a technician return rate? You know, every time someone has to go back, that's money lost on productivity. And let's say that you have a 10 to 20% return rate that's a big number. That's a lot of money lost in productivity of having to go back and take care of something that could have been handled the first time. So what do you do about it? Well, let's sit down, stoke up our imagination, and let's brainstorm some ideas. And you would say, well, of course. Then why don't we do it more often? <laughs> and I would suggest one of those reasons is that we're all so busy. And unless we make time for this, it's one of those things that can very easily slip through the cracks. I think we can all relate to that. So on your screen, you're gonna see a few what we call brainstorming rules. This is how you can make brainstorming effective. I'll just briefly touch on these. 
typically groups of two to eight people. If you have more than eight people, oftentimes you'll have two or three talkers and everyone else just stays silent and it kind of defeats the purpose. So we use eight people as the max. Number two is it's, this is not a place to criticize ideas. And sometimes it's easy to let those criticisms fly. You really have to hold back and say, this is about quantity, not quality. Let's just get as many ideas as we can out on the table. We'll sort through them later, but let's just generate the ideas first. The third part of this is typically you want to allocate about five to 20 minutes. Just like mind mapping, this does not have to take very long. It can be done very quickly. It's also helpful to have a team leader and a scribe. The team leader's job is to keep it on track. The scribe's job is to simply annotate the ideas, you know, write them down as the group is, is discussing them. Number five that you see on the screen is to discuss a strategy on how to maximize ideas. Now let me explain what that means. You could either go around in a circle, let's say you have five people, you could either go around in a circle and a person shares an idea or they say pass. Then you go to the next person and so on. Or it's just a free for all for ideas. You know, people just from over here, from over here, and you just go until there's no more ideas left. So it's nice to have a strategy and just articulate for that, the group. Okay, we're gonna go around in a circle. If you don't have an idea, say pass. And once we've gone around twice, you know, we're done. That's what we mean. Number six is remember this. When you're brainstorming, it's very easy to go down the rabbit hole of developing a plan. Brainstorming is not about developing the plan. It's purely about unlocking our imagination and idea creation. That's it. And I, I can almost promise this. At some point during your brainstorming, you're going to be like, oh, that's a great idea. So what if we did this and this? Now we're working on the plan. We're no longer brainstorming. And you really want to stay disciplined and focused. And that's why a team leader can help you stay focused on just idea creation until there are no more ideas. And the last step is this. Once you're done with the brainstorm, you have all these ideas, and this may seem obvious, but now's where you want to sort through and go for quality. What are the two or three best ideas that you came up with? The most easy to implement, ethical, feasible, and so on. So here's my invitation with brainstorming. And that is to do this. Just like I mentioned earlier, choose a leader and a scribe. And then just like you see on the screen, number two, choose an important issue that you're dealing with as a team right now and allocate five to 20 minutes to discuss and brainstorm ideas on how to address this. So it could be, you know, how do we improve the customer experience? Well, there's a lot that goes into that, right? Are technicians showing up on time? What kind of service are they delivering? Is there any type of quality control or follow-up? These are all little things that can have a big impact on the overall customer experience. Well, how about this? How do we adapt to changing regulation? Or how do we adapt to evolving customer expectations? These are things that great organizations make time to discuss. In other words, rather than just winging it, they're being very proactive about identifying opportunities and threats in advance. And look, I get it, we're all busy, I know that. And that's why I'm asking you and inviting you to actually make time on your calendar, doesn't have to be long, again, 15 to 30 minutes to hit some of these big ideas that would, that would have a big impact with your business. All right, so we've talked about mind mapping, brainstorming, and this third one is something done at an individual level. And this is interesting. You know, we spent years researching great leaders and high performers. And one of the things that we found, and this was, it was interesting, it was very subtle, amongst great leaders and high performers is that many of them kept a journal. And I'll be the first to say, you know, I, wrote, I write in a journal periodically, but I think the way I've been doing it for years wasn't very effective because I would just get to the end of the day and I would write, here's what happened today. And I'd list off a few facts. And the truth is it was boring. <laughs> It didn't really feel, it didn't feel like I was accomplishing anything as far as I'm just rehearsing the day a bunch of facts. You know, what's the purpose? And so I didn't really feel like I was getting a value add out of it. But then as we started looking through history and yet all these people who kept an avid journal, I thought, okay, there's another layer of this that I think I'm missing here. 
So if you look on the screen, you're gonna see Leonardo da Vinci's journal. This is awesome. He has several journals and this is just one of them. He was an avid journal keeper. In fact, he drew pictures of a helicopter well before a helicopter was ever developed. He had the idea in his mind. He was constantly thinking. And the act of writing will unlock a part of the brain that otherwise stays dormant. And that's why journaling can have such a big impact in our life. So because I was having this, I'll just call it a boring experience with journaling and I ended up just not doing it, I decided to go out and research in Forbes and Inc. 500 and these different places, articles on journaling. And so we call this now high performance journaling. Do I do this every night? Nope, I don't. Do I do it a lot more than I used to? Yes. <laughs> and what I found is that there are certain questions we can look at that are far more than just a bunch of facts at the end of the day. In other words, there's a way to get a lot deeper into our brain that can really stimulate our brain. And there's really one of two times of the day that is, is really good to do this. Either first thing waking up in the morning because it gets your mind focused for the day, or just before you lay down at night, think about some of these questions that you see on the screen. In other words, rather than just watching TV right before you go to bed, there's an acronym that says G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out, or greatness in, greatness out. So right before we go to sleep, Greatness in, greatness out. This is a great way to look at some questions that can help put greatness in. Because the truth is, our conscious mind sleeps, our subconscious mind doesn't sleep. It's still actively working. That's why I'm sure at some point in your life, you've woken up at one or two in the morning and you said, oh man, I had this idea. And for many of us, we go back to sleep and we say, I'll remember it in the morning. And what happens? We say, what was our idea that I had at two in the morning? The point is though, that the subconscious mind does not sleep. And when we are asking ourselves these kind of questions and writing down some initial thoughts, our brain is going to work for us while we sleep. And that's why it creates new ideas. So it's no wonder that great leaders and high performers keep an active journal. Their minds are alive. You know, it fires up their imagination. It's constantly helping them innovate and think about new ideas that they probably wouldn't have thought about otherwise. So again, the questions that you see on the screen, these are just a sample of some different questions that you can ask yourself at the end of the day, that are far more than just a recitation of facts. You know, what happened today? And for me, this really took journaling to another level. It allowed me to go a lot deeper and make it much more emotional. So I just shared with you three things that you can do to really fire up your imagination, to get new ideas. Some of these can be done at the personal level. Others can obviously be, and should be done with your team. And it's to mind map, which can be done individually or with your team. It's to actually schedule time to brainstorm some big issues with your team and your company. Whatever they are, actually make the time for it. It doesn't have to be often, maybe once a month, but actually physically make time because this is what disruptive companies do, the, the top performers. And the third is high performance journaling, which is obviously very individual. Let's tap into our imagination. Let's go a little further. Let's allow our mind to work for us so that we can think about new and better ways to live and lead our own lives. So I hope this has been valuable for you. It's fascinating to think about these different skill sets that we can choose to implement into our lives and the impact that each one can have together. And the fact that you simply sat here and watched this for the last few minutes says a lot about your character. And so for that, I honor you. And between now and then, as you work on these habits, I hope you have a wonderful day and a great week. Now that's some awesome content right there from Rob Schellenberger. Now listen, if you're not a member and you wanna get some more free content, just sign up for a free trial by clicking the join button at the top of this page. We have much more leadership content as well as the other major areas of focus to get your business in the 20% Profit Club. That's it for today, my friends. Bye-bye for now.